Yo, what's happening, everybody? This is Jerome checking in for the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. We're on volume number 130. 130, can you believe it? Of the Quarantine Lean Edition of the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. Man, welcome back. It has been a very, very, very long week. And today is just Tuesday. And right now... I'm up for the cause. I'm up for the fight. I'm up for the criticism. I'm up for everything. Because there is more at stake that we have to pursue. Potentially in regards to African Americans focusing on success and not focusing on family. And let me break this down. Right now, there is a very, very, very large conversation in regards to male and female roles when it comes down to family. Even when a black woman and a black man is married. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because you see more and more um, a lot of the Slogans, I'm independent, I make my own money, I'm a boss, you know, I have my own business, I'm running it up, I'm chasing the bag, you know, I'm CEO, I have my company, me and my people, we good. You know, you hear slogans like this coming from black men. And black women. I mean, and to be honest, it's cool. But at the same time. What are we actually giving up? What are we finding out? What are we seeing as the results? And to be honest. The results are really not good. I'm noticing, well, not I'm noticing, you know, it's the truth. Every day, black men, black women, black children, senior citizens are losing their lives to gun violence, to domestic disputes, um, We know that the foundation of education is going down. We know that amongst black boys, amongst black girls. And we see the disturbances that are in the schools. I mean, we're seeing more mall shootings. And I know that we could go on the other side and, you know, focus on different things as far as police brutality as far as racism, um, as far as economic injustice. But I think it's time for us to take a step back and really focus on the nuclear family, right? And to see if that was together, would we have a better outcome? I want to talk about a video that I've seen.
um, over the weekend. It was in South Carolina. I'm not exactly sure the the city, but it was in South Carolina. I seen a young boy, probably about 10 years old, attacking. This lady had gray hair. She was not a, a glamma. You know, we've even recoined the phrase of grandma. She was a glamma. I mean, a, a grandma. And um, the boy attacked attacked this old black woman. I mean, he kicked this woman so hard that she flew across the room, probably about a good five feet up into the wall. And then she hits her head and then the woman immediately got up and the boy was like, that's all it takes. Just one kick. And then he goes to attack this older lady. I'm not exactly sure if they were related, but they had to be somewhat related because the children were in her home. And the only thing that I kept hearing was the boy saying, I guess he was angered. I'm not exactly sure what led up to the event. Like, don't kick my grandma. I mean, don't kick my mother anymore. Don't kick my mama. Why you kick my mama? And then all of a sudden, there's more. It's about three children, maybe three to four children. And, you know, the video is kind of blurry, but you could see the video starts to focus on going to the kitchen. And then you could hear a voice like, yeah, yeah, get the pot, get the pot. Go hit her with that. And one of the young children grabs the pot. They go in and like they're looking back. The, the, the kid is looking back. The other boy and the, and the older woman is struggling. I mean, at this point in time, she's like... See, it take three of y'all. And then all of a sudden, the girl with the pot, you could tell there was a little hesitancy in her because she walked in the other room. And then one of the other little boys came out and started hitting the woman on her feet. And at this point in time, the woman is kind of like her adrenaline is rushing through her body. And she's saying, see, now he hit me with the pot on my feet. This is all on video. And I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. And then you can hear somebody in the back saying, hey, y'all stop this and this and this. But a sneakering going on. Then one of the older children goes and tries to get the boy off the lady, you know, off of this old woman. And I'm just like it thinking like. This. Is at. An all time low. The family structure in our community is at an all time low. 
Because when we have stuff like this going on, you could tell, number one, that a real man and his presence is no longer available in this family. And not only in this family, but multitudes of families all over the United States. And on top of that, not only is there a real man not available, obviously there's not a real woman available of value, of leadership, a positive energy. Of, edu of education. That has a moral compass. Out of all the things. That family and those children. Should have been focused on. Here they are. Attacking an elderly black woman. And uploading this on social media. See, this is when the I'm a savage scenario, classy, bougie, ratchet scenario comes into play. And we start to view things differently. This is when the scenario of, of I'm on demon time I'm a dog scenarios. This is when these things start to rear their ugly heads and the the glamorous mask of entertainment leaks down and the Drippings of the impressions of toxicity comes into our families and it's leaking destruction upon our community and our people. If generational curse was a phrase that pointed to destruction, it would definitely be that. Now, when the story came out, it stated that there were three adults that would leave their children Days at a time at this woman's house. And they would just go out and I guess, I don't know, do their own thing. One person was 47. The other person was 26. And the other person was 27. And one of them was actually in the home when this bullshit happened. So let me get this straight. They have kids. This woman 
is kind enough to open up her home to these people. To her family. And this is how they pay repay her back. With utter disrespect and violence. My grandmother's birthday was on March 8th. My father passed away on March 8th. I'd be damned if I ever dreamed of trying to hurt my grandmother or any other senior citizen that I was in close proximity with And if I did, right, please know that there would be a stern ass whooping when I got, when my parents or my aunties or my uncles found out what I did. I'm going to share a story with y'all. One time, this is a long time ago, I was living in the country and um, all my friends, they were going to the park. Right. The swimming pool, you know, that used to be a big thing, you know, where when people used to actually gather and have fun and, you know. And back then it cost 50 cents to get in the swimming pool. My grandmother did not have 50 cents for me to go. I was upset. I was. I was mad. I was angry. And I slammed the door at my grandmother's house. And I walked down the street mad. Before I could get down that street, my cousins now came and approached me and were like, Jerome, what you doing? And I told them. Immediately they checked me. And when I got home, I got my ass whooped. And I felt so bad that I was disrespectful to my grandmother over just going to the park. Trust and believe that never happened again. Because the love that my grandmother showed me, the hostility, the the everything. I mean, it is insurmountable. So when we have these conversations about black women and black men and we're talking about everything else outside of raising our children instilling instilling good morals and values into them about respect dignity honor To have class. And if you look on the video, and I wish I could post it here, but the house with those amount of kids and that young woman that was there, the house should have been spotless.
it should have been clean. Those children should have been sitting back reading, having competitions. We need to pull back. When there is more concerns about your children having phones and shoes and they're in the seventh grade and they're and they're reading at a third grade level. When these people are living in total poverty. When children are being bullied. Oh yeah. Bullied. It gets worse y'all. And they're committing suicide. At school. There's a communication breakdown. Ladies and gentlemen. There used to be a time to where the household was the internet. That's where you got your news from. That's where you got work, what to do and what not to do. That's where you learn, hey, look, if somebody hit you and you didn't do nothing to them, it's okay to defend yourself. If you was different from everybody else, your family built you up. Your confidence. Everything else didn't matter on the outside. Because this was your safe haven, your home. You make it to school, the first thing you wanted to do was to come home and get something to eat and chill with your people. This is exciting. That's what family life is supposed to be. Exciting. It doesn't supposed to be a struggle, y'all. This is why in urban America that we're constantly seeing so many people not succeed on a day in and day out basis. It is no doubt about it. You could look just based upon someone's regimen, their food regimen, in the intake. There used to be a time when mothers of the house stated, hey, you can't eat that. You drinking too much Kool-Aid. You eating too much ice cream. You see that cake over there? Don't you bother that cake. Oh, mama, come on, come on, please, please, please. Okay, you know what? Have you did your homework? Why ain't your damn room clean? See, there was structure. You know your daddy coming home. Didn't he tell you that you need to have that trash out? Ain't your homework supposed to be done? You you don't think we gonna check that? 
gonna let y'all in on a little secret, right? I was dyslexic. And I think that I still am because I still read when I read to get a better understanding. If I really want to read from a better understanding, I mean, I guess it's just my mind, how my mind works. Sometimes I read from the bottom of the page. If I read a book, sometimes I may read it halfway through from the beginning and then I start from the end and, you know, to the middle. I still do these things. My mom knew when I was in kindergarten or the first grade, I feel the first grade and I feel kindergarten that I had a learning disability. My mother and father stayed up with me nights on nights and on nights in. They were so frustrated because they knew I was smart, but they was like, Jerome, why aren't you getting these things? And they knew that I needed certain help and I did. I had wonderful teachers and everything at school, but if they would not have put in the work with me, I would have perished in school. How many parents right now that are checking their children's homework? How many of them can actually say Hey, you know what? If you do something at school, you know what? Your teachers, I have them. They have my number. They could text me. When you go to school, if you get involved with this, hey, that PlayStation, that TV, everything is off. How many parents? Is it time for us to pull back and focus on family? Especially when we have so many people in the school system talking about sex education with five and six year old children. Look it up. This is not me saying this. With the critical race theory and all of this, I'm a big proponent of homeschooling. But see, here's what COVID showed. And the quarantine showed. That a lot of parents and families are not willing to invest their own time in their children. But you know what they are willing to invest? That 20 hours a week getting that bachelor's degree or that master's degree to say, you know what? As Kevin Samuel say, I'm a PhD. I have my master's. But how much time are you investing in your children? You can see it. You could go. I love sports. You could go to the sports complexes. You'll see the amount of time that the mother and father are actually there. They go to drop their children off. And when they get done, they come and pick them up. But are they there? Are they invested? Because I'm going to let you know something. The things that you expose to your children. It will be with them. If not their whole life. 
but a majority of their life. I had to pause for a moment just to let that sink in. Of course, you all know I'm a homeowner um, going on five years now. My uh, there was a time that I didn't have a washer and dryer. So, you know, um, I was going to the laundromat to wash my clothes. And I'm in the hood. It's cool. I you know, what I'm saying I know what to expect when I get there. And I noticed there's these children there. And there are some grown men and women. It was probably about two men and one woman. They were there. They were washing their clothes. These were African immigrants. And I'm loading, I'm loading up probably about four washers, you know, getting prepared you know, sorting my clothes, just, you know, just regular stuff. And I noticed that these boys, these young boys, I mean, they are off the chain. I mean, they cussing, they throwing stuff. And they are really, really taunting these African immigrants. But see, this is, you know, and these people are very, very, Subtle. You know, you could tell that they're irritated, but the aura the, the, the aura that they're giving off is basically we don't we don't want to start any trouble, but obviously they're they're you know they're mad. So and this is where and this is where strong men and women come into play. Do you know that these children were surrounded by adults? And no one decided to, to redirect these children. So I say, hey, what? What's going on? What are you guys doing? Oh, nothing. I was like, do you think that you could get off of that chair? Someone has to sit there. Well, I'm well, I'm here now. OK, well, what's going to happen when you leave? Do you plan on cleaning your footprints? Off of the chair? Why do you care? What do you mean, why do I care? Chairs aren't supposed to be stood on. Could you please get down? Oh, okay. Who are you? It doesn't matter who I am. I'm just asking you a simple question. But if you really want to know, my name is Jerome. What's your name? So they all introduced themselves. I was like, check this out. I was like, what are you guys doing? What you mean, what we doing? What you doing? Oh, I'm washing my clothes. Are you all washing clothes? No. Okay. So y'all just here hanging out? Okay, that's cool. Hey, check this out. Do you know that's a grown man over there? Oh, what you talking about? Hey, look, stop bothering them. Those people ain't doing nothing to you. Oh, we just playing. Stop playing with people. 
Those people aren't talking to you. So why are you playing with them? They just came here to wash their clothes. They didn't come here to get cussed out by a 13 year old. By the way, where's your parents at? That's what I asked them. And then there was a subtle, right? Just small pause. Oh, well, we, my mama right up the street. Oh, okay. Does she know that y'all up in here cussing the grown people out? Is she okay with that? And then one of the boys was like, man, it's none of your business where my mama live at and this and this and this. You ain't my daddy and this and this and this. I said, I know I ain't your, I'm not your daddy, but neither is those people over there neither. They're not related to you. So what gives y'all the right to be up in here disrespecting them? Right. So then, you know, obviously. The immigrants, they felt a level of relief. So the boy goes back over there and says. The boy goes back over there and says. Something else to one of the to, to one of the grown people. And then all of a sudden the dude acts because he said something that was really, really disrespectful. The dude just. Calmly asked him, are you gay? This is what he asked the boy, you know, trying to disrespect him. I said, hey, man, see now, look, I know you irritated, bro, but don't ask that little boy that. that was, you out of order. And I told him, hey, look, see this one. See, now the boy has this puzzled look on his face. Hey, look, man, y'all get y'all little butt up out of here. All right, man, we sorry. We sorry. We sorry. Hey, look, don't. Be around here messing with people. Because at this point in time, the man is standing over the little boy. And his eyes, you know what I'm saying? You can see the frustration. I can see the frustration in his eyes. Right? And this is what I'm talking about. Those little, one of them had to be 11. The, the oldest one at most was 13, maybe 12. And they up in there just a cussing. Where's their parents at? And I could tell from the way that they were acting right then that their behavior is not too far away From how they act at home. And that their family structure at home. Is so broken down. That the only thing that their parents look to do. Possibly. Is to make sure that they have something over their head. And they are fed and they go to bed. That's it. The bare minimum. With the amount of child predators out here. The amount of black women and girls that go missing on a day to day basis, ladies and gentlemen. You could tell. That families aren't what they used to be. 
I was protector for my cousins. All of them knew it. If something goes wrong, you know what? Talk to Jerome. I fought for my cousins. Even still to this day, if something goes on, hey, you know what? Let's call Jerome. I'm not no tough guy. Hell, I'm 44 years old. But I know how to move out here. And my cousins know when I'm around, hey, look, there's certain stuff that we can't do. I could count the times on my hands that my mom and dad has heard me even cuss. I could count the times on my hands that my mother and father has even seen me drink. You got people these days smoking weed with their children. They popping pills and all this other goofy shit. Like, what's wrong with you? I mean, I've witnessed it. I'm talking about they sitting up rolling blunts. Mom, pass me that blunt. What? Are you? What? So then we wonder why when it comes down to financial literacy that we're in last. You want to know why? Because you know what? People are at home instead of trying to build up with their kids. They trying to turn up and have fun and party with their kids. They're not teaching them about the way of the world. We can see the investment. Nine times out of 10 right now. A young boy. On Saturdays, it was men's day. My dad had us in the yard doing something. Or, you know what, man, I ain't gonna lie, man. We used to wash walls. It was a clear test when we washed dishes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This re and now I'm not going to lie to you. I don't like to wash dishes to this day. Man, my mama. Um, when we was young. Washing dishes. This woman was. Y'all see y'all hear me scratching my head right now. When we said we had those dishes washed and my mama said, oh, yeah, pour some water up in there. When the dishes dried, this is how she knew. Pour some water up in there. And you and, and you could do this with your kids as well. If you got that glass, the clear glass, pour some water up in there. Because one thing for sure and two things for certain, when you pour that water up in there, if you hadn't if you hadn't wa rinsed the dishes right or if there's spots or anything that's on there, it's definitely going to show in that water. We were home trained. See, the word home training actually meant that you that your parents were raising you in a specific manner to when you got out or if you went to someone's house, business or school that you knew how to act.
See, because my mama didn't allow us to sleep every well. And some people, parents, they'll allow their children to sleep anywhere. Oh, yeah, I'm going to such and such house. We stay the night over here. Well, my mama know the hell you ain't. You bringing your ass home. Now, you could go over there. But sleeping over there? Hell no. You coming home. No, 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 no. And the amount of time that you're going to be over there is limited. And she was definitely, my mom was definitely protective over her girls. I played sports. But my, but my three sisters, oh man. Hey, y'all coming home. We doing this, we doing that. And to be honest, it wasn't as hard on them because you know what? My mom enjoyed being around her children. I was, I was, I was having difficulty because you know what? I was being hard-headed. I wanted to be in the streets. I wanted to play sports and different things like that. But I still enjoy being at home on the weekends playing spades, um, dominoes, you know. So a lot of these things, I actually had fun at home. I had all my difficulties in the streets. But when I made it home, I made sure, and my mom and dad made sure our house was a was a safe haven, was a rest haven for us. My mom didn't allow me to eat at everybody's house. Hey, son, you know what? You can do whatever on the weekend. Okay? I might leave at 12, but hey, listen here. What, you know what I'm saying? When I was being good. Hey, look, listen here. When you get hungry, because I know you don't got no money. When you get hungry, son, you come home. All the food you want and all the food you can eat is right here. So when I got out, more in the yard, sometimes me and my dad, we would go mow the church yard. We, we would go to my grandmother's. We would mow her yard. We would sit over there for some time. We may ride around, different things like that. You, we have to rebuild our family structure. All of this stuff that we try to pursue in the streets and all the glitz and glamour that we try to pursue on social media, that shit ain't worth a damn if you ain't raising your kids and your family. It's not. And guess what? It's going to show in your children, not only in their childhood, but when they get grown. This is how you know that there is a disconnect between generations, because, see, I could I'm smart enough and I've been around long enough and I've been living long enough. That I could communicate with anyone. I was in an area probably about two nights ago. I walk in this place. All of a sudden, I get approached by this dude. Hey, man, what are you looking at? I'm like, this man was much younger. I'm like, bro, what you talking about? What are you looking at? I'm like, what are you looking at? Like, what's up? Oh, I thought you was looking at my girl. This is my girl right there. I'm like, say, man, check this out. I'm like, let me drop some game on you, my guy. I'm like, hey, look, she came with you, right? Yeah. I was like, so she's going to leave with you, too. If that's your woman, you should have enough confidence in yourself 
that your girl, even if another dude is looking at her, that she's still going to leave with you. He was like, oh, because I'm thinking, I'm like, no, 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 bro. It's not, it's not difficult. Now, guess what? That conversation could, could have went a very different way if I didn't know that he was a young man that was misguided. Volatile. And he was ready for the smoke. He was ready for the violence. I could tell him and how he was acting that he didn't, he wasn't properly raised. The dude looked at me and was like, oh man, you know what? You know, obviously he thought that I was ready for some sort of, so some, for some sort of confrontation. He was like, man, I like you, bro. I didn't even think that you was going to respond like that. I'm like, bro, you know what? Why would I want to come in? I'm like, and I had to break it down to him. I was like, why would I want to come in to a place? I don't know you. I don't know, you know what I'm saying, your girl. I don't know the people that you with and try to start trouble with you. And to be honest, you don't even know me. But why would I want to start trouble with you about your own woman? I was like, but hey, you be smooth though. You know what I'm saying? So he kind of looked at me and was like, dang, I tried to bait dude, but low key, he put me on. You know what I'm saying? So let me let y'all know something because I know we're going on an hour. Let me put you on game about a real mother and salute to all the real mothers out there. You know what? I don't have any children, but I will let anybody know. And anybody that knows me know. I'm getting to the point right now. Well, well, I don't even want to say that. But anyway, if I do have children, if God bless me with children and a good woman to have children by the woman, I, the day that I have children is the day that my outside life is over with. The day that my outside life is over with. And this talks about a good mother and grandmother. They usually don't go outside a whole lot. If they do, they're going to get food. They're going to get groceries. They're going to get things that their children essentially need. Or if they do go outside, if they are getting that education that I was talking about, investing that 20, 20 to well, 16 to 20 hours a week, because that's a job within itself. They're making sure that they're instilling in their children how to act. They're making sure that they're instilling their young girls not to be what? Promiscuous, being with multiple men. They're making sure that they're reinstilling the values and respect to respect who the head of the household, which is their father. They're showing them how to cook. They're showing them how to sew. Oh, yeah, sewing. They're showing them how to read. They're showing them how to act 
as a respectable young lady in and outside of the household. They're training them on how to say yes, ma'am, and yes, sir. They're showing them, hey, look, you respect older people. As long as they're not being disrespectful to you, it's always yes, ma'am, and yes, sir. That you are always supposed to avoid trouble and not welcome it. It's what a real mother is to do. She's nurturing her children. She's making sure that they have three square meals a day. And I keep going back to food, but you can understand. Now you can even look at what we were eating back in the day. And how that's deteriorated. Because a meal back in the day used to be chicken, rice, gravy, candy yams, greens, right? Beans. Now, a meal today is a burger. Now, if you do have chicken, it's just rice and Kool-Aid. Where's the vegetable? And then we wonder why so many of our kids, by the age 15, they have diabetes. Damn it, because you haven't been feeding them right. And salute to all the real men and real fathers that's out there. This is not a joke. This is not a game. You got children and you still on the block? Or even, what about the workaholic? The man that's putting in 80 hours a week. Because he wants to be able to bring home the load and the bacon. My brother, I salute you. But what about your children missing their dad? If they only see you when they get up and then by the time they coming home, what relationship are you building with them? See, because it takes more than money to run a household. This is what a lot of people don't understand. It takes more than money to run a household. You have to have two functional adults that are working on the same accord to raise a family. And we wonder why we got so much of black on black violence out here because hell, they dads ain't raising their boys. What responsible black man would actually allow their boy or their son, their future generation, their seed to carry on their name to be walking around with a loaded semi-automatic weapon and think that it's cool. Yeah, that's my son right there. Look at him. He ain't, he ain't taking none. He ain't borrowing none. Man, you sound dumb as hell. Get your goofy ass out of here. A real man invested himself and his family. Everything that he does from the crown of his feet to outside of God is his family. That's what a real man does. A real man is about putting his his family in a better position. And I don't mean neighborhood. I'm talking about mentally. 
See, when we start talking about trauma, generational trauma, a lot of this shit, we got to blame on ourselves. And I'm not saying that a man shouldn't do whatever he has to do to protect his family. But that's goddamn it should not be permanent. If you got to work these 80 hours, you know what you damn sure be to be saving up for you to have you a business and for or for you to have a home and say, hey, look, baby, we gonna do this shit for 10 years, right? This is our plan. This is what we finna do. We are not finna be struggling with our kids. But a lot of people are comfortable on this welfare shit. A lot of people are comfortable on this child support. You don't want to do nothing. You don't want to do nothing for your kids. Well, um, you know, you know, little James need this. Well, baby, I'm paying your child support. Man, get your lazy ass up and go over there and check on your son. You think child support is enough? And I'm tired of blaming our shortcomings on ignorance. Well, man, we didn't know. Figure this shit out. This is the reason that we need to take a step back and focus on family. Because it has been so broken down. I'm talking about it's getting to the point now to where they're giving children an excuse at school. I'm talking about they hitting hell, they killing kids at school more or less than the teachers. What can a teacher do with 50 children that hasn't been raised? And they just end up just going stupid. When they talk to their parents, when their parents tell them something, it's it's not five words. Hell, we only used to have five words. What? Well, hold on. What you say? Who you talking to? Who you think you talking to? Man, these kids give a whole dictionary back. Oh, yeah. Until they understand. Hold up. You are represent a, a representation of us. And our last name, our lineage. You ain't finna embarrass us. What you think you doing? You go to school, hold on, you did what? Coming back to this video. Where's the real men? Where are the real women? Real. That stand on, that stand on Morals, where are they? Now, I want everybody to understand, right? I'm not a perfect person, right? I make mistakes every week. <laughs> I've, I, I've made some of the dumbest mistakes, right? I mean, a lot. 
it it is it is it is crazy, right? Uh, I'm gonna share something with y'all, right? And this is real. I used to party a whole lot. I used to drink a whole lot. By the grace of God, and do y'all hear me? I don't partake in those things anymore. I had a different value system, right? Because I wanted to be, you know, I was a socialite. I love to go out and, and I still do. I just don't drink. Okay. Because at the end of the day, I know that my dad and my mom raised me to be more than that. And that God has a better plan for me. I know that. You see what I'm saying? So I don't want y'all to think that, look, man, Jerome just on here just talking crazy and this and this and this. And he is higher than now. No, 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 no. I'm, man, look, right? We are all improving. But we have to raise the bar up by a hundred or even a thousand to show some improvement. This is where I had to pull back and still am. It's a still a, it's a still a day to day struggle, really. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I have a whole house. You know, I don't have any kids that I stated, as I stated earlier, but now it's time for me to start estate planning because I have nieces and nephews. Everything that I have right now, I'm a leader them. I want to be able to put them in a better scenario and hopefully some of the game and some of the encouragement and love that I showed them, they'll be able to take on and pass down to their children. So y'all let me know what y'all think. Do y'all think that it's time for our community as a whole to pull back? And to start focusing on family. I mean, I and 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 y'all know that I'm a big proponent of economics in the black community. Right. But family structure is 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 very, very important. It's number one, really, outside of God. Family structure is that then becomes economics. Right. To me. Because without a proper foundation, a family foundation, and a spiritual foundation, then where are we? Who are we really? And this comes from responsible, having responsible men and women forming good families and raising children. Right now, and the numbers show this, y'all, I'm not, I'm just being honest. Right now, really and truly, we can see why black children dominate the social service area. Because it's not, a, these people are so irresponsible that they're just having children and just letting them go. Don't want to take the time to raise them. They got too much going on with Whatever. I don't even want to say it. To where they just say, hey, look, the hell with it. 
I'm not doing it. Hmm. Let the state have them. But I like to thank y'all again for tuning in to the Chicken and Kool Aid podcast, man. Um, it's definitely, definitely been a pleasure um, speaking with you all today. And this was volume number one thirty of the Chicken and Kool Aid podcast. Y'all have a great day, and uh, be blessed. <laughs>